You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all those social media outlets. On Instagram, we are Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, TNW Pod. On Facebook, backslash Talking Wrestling. Spotify, Talking Wrestling. Of course, you're on Spotify. Go to Casey Corbin. That's me. I got four comedy albums up there for your listening pleasure, all free on Spotify. Go check them out. Give me a follow. Uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. We are also on there. Give us a fair review, five-star rating. Help the show grow. We'd appreciate it even more. We are on Apple Music. Go check us out there. We are wherever popular podcasts are found. So, with that said, oh boy, I just got home from Dallas, I am exhausted, but do we have a lot to talk about. So, let's get to it right now. My main man, he's, you know where he is, he's in Mississauga, over six feet away, and he's ready to play, it's Reese Turner! No! It's me. It's the big bad pizza daddy, Reese. What's going on? I'm so sorry. I had to eat some pizza. I'm so hungry. That's all right. That's all right. Not a big deal. Uh, things are good. Uh, of course. I uh, yeah. we had we all had a great WrestleMania weekend. I'm sure. Oh, buddy, I had so much fun watching on TV. How was your experience? Well, it was unbelievable. Um. Everything from the WrestleCon to the end of Mania to oh, just yeah. the weekend with the boys from We Watch Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and listen, I listened to their show yesterday, and it was like reliving the weekend. And um, man, it was just so much fun. And I really felt that WWE did a great job with mm-hmm. the WrestleMania this year. I felt that uh, WrestleCon, I've never been before, but it was a lot of fun, a yeah. lot of crazy. Like, WrestleCon on its own could be an episode. And then okay. WrestleMania itself could be an episode. <coughs> but, like, we took in so much wrestling. Like, so this is what the schedule was like. It was like, uh, okay, I wake up at 5.30 in the morning on Thursday I go to the airport, I fly to Dallas, I get there about noon, I meet the boys at 1.30 at the car rental, Uh, we go to the Airbnb where we're staying, which is downtown Dallas. It's downtown. Downtown, right downtown. By the grassy knoll? About 10 minutes away. What? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, when I'm, my middle name is Noel, and I smoke a lot of grass, and I realize I'm also a grassy knoll. 
Anyway. You, you got to tell me if a shooter comes and sets up on you. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> okay. We just get to all the JFK stuff. On the, the only day that we had really any time off was on the Sunday because WrestleCon ended on Saturday. So on the Sunday, we basically we had um, the morning or the afternoon just to go and fuck around. I'm going to sneeze one second. Oh, boy. I oh like boy. you called you called your shot. Oh, boy. and it had, had the longest delay. I'm going to sneeze one second. I and know you wait almost four minutes. It's amazing. Well, <laughs> and that is that is that is just a my room is dusty and a mess. That is not a COVID. You're in Dallas. It's not yeah, a COVID sneeze. Dallas. It's not better a not COVID be. sneeze. It better not be. I did say a hundred thousand cases an hour. <laughs> I didn't get COVID. Um, so anyways, I didn't get COVID. I just did a bunch of cocaine. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> so uh, I was just sniffing pepper. Uh, so we went to the JFK, uh, area. Like they was okay. We ate breakfast a couple days before and yeah. we, and I looked at this building and I thought that looks like the depository right there. And then a couple of days later, when we went to the actual place, we realized, holy shit, that was the depository from a couple of days that we thought a couple of days ago. Oh, shit. So we were almost there a couple of days ago. I drove, but we drove by it. I was like, I wonder what that is. Didn't even realize. But then when we got there, it was, it was crazy. So, cause like, you have the depository, you have the street, like Elm street where it happened and they have X's on the, the, on the road. Like the first yeah. two X's are where the first two shots were shot, and then the second X, a little bit farther, is where the kill shot was. So I went out, stood on the X, and took a shot of the grassy knoll. I mean, no, took a shot of the depository from where he got Ooh. his head blown off, and then uh, I went and took a picture of the grassy knoll and up towards the fence, and then yeah. I went behind the fence to show you the shooter's perspective of where the X was and where the gra- where they would have been behind the fence. Could they make that shot? I don't think so. The, the, the shot was coming. The fact that he didn't make the shot when it was coming towards him instead of going away from him, it's just, why not? It's just, was he not ready? I don't know. But um, the shot would, would have been tough. And, like, you can go to my, my Instagram, and I am standing looking up at the grass and looking up at the depository. And the cool thing is the window's not closed. It's the one window that's open and it remains open forever. Wow. And uh, so so the, the depository is now a museum, but we don't, I've seen the movie. I've seen so many conspiracy things on it. Uh, I actually got on the plateau that Zabruder was on to film the film. And I yeah. did my own little slow motion as if I was following the car. And then, so oh. just like it only is like it's like ten seconds, and uh, it was just amazing. It was creepy, amazing. Oh. There was like a, a guy and a girl like making out there. Is how does that happen? Hey, baby, you blow me away like JFK. Like how does that even happen? It's a smooth I, move if you got the confidence to lay that line down, bro. If it works, it works. It works for this guy. And then, um, anyways, we took that in. That was on the Sunday, but. Uh, every day was packed. Uh, we started with WrestleCon. We got with oh. WrestleCon. We were supposed to be beside Francine and Sonny, 
But yeah. Sunny's in all sorts of trouble. She got arrested. She, she got arrested. she got arrested. She killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we already knew that. And so we knew that she, there was no way she was going to make it to fucking Texas if she can't leave the state of New Jersey. So yeah. uh, it actually worked out a little bit better because the franchise, Shane Douglas was sitting beside me for three days. And we wow. talked a lot about Kiss because he likes Kiss and I like Kiss. And then he went a little QAnon on me and uh, started showing me some uh, QAnon stuff. And uh, I don't know why all these wrestlers are big on the QAnon, but it's ridiculous. We got to get Shane Douglas on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mate, we could pro- I could probably shoot him an email. We got to get him on the show. Follow up with him tomorrow. Let's get him on the show because I got some QAnon questions. I do not want to use this platform as a fucking QAnon questionnaire. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. If you, you want to talk wrestling. Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash uh, were part of uh, the great reset of WWE <laughs> <laughs> in 1997. I will do you believe that the click has a pizza parlor in which they keep sexually? No, 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 no. I will, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Kevin Nash did not show up. He was supposed to have a party called Shenanigans. Uh, everybody that showed up, Kevin Nash bought the round, the whole round, of, uh, the whole bar around of shots, but he didn't show up. But we did get to see Jeff Hardy uh, sing several songs with an acoustic guitarist. And then his wife got up there and sang some songs too, and it was just a train wreck. The whole thing was, and Heath Slater was there, and Scotty Too Hotty oh, was there. So Jeff Hardy's band isn't good. He didn't have a band. He just had a guitarist, an acoustic guitarist. And he just wanted to sing songs, and he wasn't doing his stuff. He was singing like Matchbox Twenty songs. And, was he really? Yeah, and he just want, and he had his meet and greet on the stage. So we had to wait for the meet and greet to end. We got to, the, they played the Undertaker speech. This was on the Friday night. And uh, it was crazy. Like, it was like Braun Strowman was there. Austin Aries was there. X Pac was there. Carlito was there. Uh, Chris Masters was there. Um, uh, who else was there? There were a bunch of, oh, Brian Pillman Jr. was there. Nia Jax was there. Like, if my knees were better, I would have got on the dance floor and tried to pick her up. I swear to God. I swear to God. But there's no way. Naya, but she's a big girl. She is a big girl. Like I love Naya Jags. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Anyways, anyways, that was at the night. Uh, but there, but on that Friday, like, so we got there on the on the on the Thursday, and yeah. uh, we we went. The Comcon opened at five. We went to our Airbnb. We got to our Airbnb. Checked in there. It was great. Then we went straight to Comic Con. And we uh, WrestleCon. WrestleCon. It's like Comic Con, but it's for wrestling. And yep. basically, we got there and we got to our table. But as soon as we got there, the first person I saw was Scott Steiner. I was like, "Oh my God, Scott Steiner!" And I didn't realize as I was saying that we were walking by Rick Steiner. Um, so the Steiners were there. That was cool. We got, you know, they were cool. Did you say, "Oh my God, Rick Steiner"? You know, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, "Oh, Rick Steiner was that too." And then, uh, so then we went in, we set up a table, that we watched wrestling table. Like we said, Shane Douglas was beside us, Francine was beside us, and then beside them uh, uh, were the Killer Bees, and then beside the Killer Bees were the Powers of Pain, 
And uh, across from us were the Highlanders, and on the other side of us was Molina, and uh, Rikishi was also in that area. Uh, on the second day, our table was gone, and it no. turns out, yeah, it turns out Bo Dallas believed he could just fucking take our table. So we had to take call to the promoters, and they said it wasn't the wrestlers, it wasn't the wrestlers, we're like fucking, bull it was the promoter. That brought him in because the first day Bo Dallas sat with his dad like a good little kid, you know he sat with IRS in another room. So they had like this main room which had most of the things, but then there were like the upper level of wrestlers were in another wrestler room, and then the elite wrestlers were in another room. And I'll tell you all weekend, the biggest lines were Bret Hart's whenever he was there. Bret Hart's line was. You couldn't even compare it. It was out the door, around the corner, down the stairs, ridiculous. The other big lineup was uh, somebody I flew down with, Trish Stratus, on the same plane as me, two seats behind me, and uh, and Lita. Their line was huge. So uh, <laughs> all day long. So anyways, it was cool. I had numerous cards that I wanted to get autographed. And basically, to get an autograph and a picture, it was pretty much either eighty to a hundred dollars, depending on who it was. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So um, I got a lot of pictures and a lot. Of, I spent a lot of money on autographs and pictures. Uh, top three, top three. Okay, uh, I got starting at number three. Number three. Oh, I don't know. I, I will say number three. My third favorite out of the ones I got. Was uh, Jungle Boy? I was very excited uh, to meet Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy. He had the title with him, uh, mm -hmm. you know. So I went up to Jungle Boy and told him, uh, "I'm a big fan of yours. I'm. I saw you wrestle Tony Deppin at GCW the night David Arquette stuff happened. I said that's when the first night I knew I heard that your dad was Luke Luke Perry. Uh, I was. I said I grew up with Luke Perry watching him." And I said, I used to watch him on Wednesday nights, and now I watch you on Wednesday nights, and I love you, and I love him, Sweet. and I miss your dad, and I'm just so happy that all this success has happened for you because you are the future of wrestling, and you're so fucking good. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. Thank you. And then we got a picture, and it was great. He That's has great. his mom's hair, and he has his dad's forehead wrinkles and his sideburns, and I fucking ah. love Jungle Boy. So then, beside Number him, three. beside yeah. Jungle Boy, was somebody that I had a, I I knew when I met him. I was gonna, I'm gonna, I'm bringing up a topic. So uh -oh. now, uh -oh. now the next guy beside him was is one of my favorite wrestlers, and is part of one of my favorite tag teams of all the times. Of all the times. Of all the times, and also he's a good personal friend of Jungle Boy. Because he's technically part of the Lucha Express. We're talking Canada's own, from Orangeville, Christian Cage. Christian Cage uh, was there. Now, I had to beef with Christian Cage. And you oh may no. remember on the show. So, I used to listen to Edge and Christian, Reek of Awesomeness, their podcast. Great podcast. And one day, uh, they were talking hockey. And Christian said, well, once John Tavares' contract's done up on the island... He's going to leave that dumpster fire, and he's going to come up to Toronto because that's where he's from, and that's who he wants to play for. And I was in Loblaws, 
And when he said that, I said, fuck you, Christian. That's not happening. I was <laughs> I literally said that out loud. And I was so angry. And then sure enough, a year later, it happened. And I took yep. all my John Tavares jerseys and I chucked them in the garbage. And I said, fuck you, Tavares. And fuck you, Christian. Because I looked amazing. at my picture, my comic book picture of Christian on that's autographed on my wall. And that's I was amazing. so angry. And so I said, first thing, so first thing I said to Christian was, do you take Canadian? He was like, no. And I was like, oh, but you are Canadian? Whatever. And then and then I said, I'm kidding. I'm from Toronto. I'm from Toronto, but originally from Ottawa. And he goes, so who do you cheer for? The Sens or the Leafs? And I was like, oh, that's where we have an issue. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm an Islanders fan. And he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, and you know what? I blame you for John Tavares <laughs> leaving New York. He's like, what? And then I said, you said on your and Edge's podcast one time that Tavares was going to leave the use. And I told everything that he said. And he goes, and he started loud. He goes, I manifested that thing a year before it happened. Yeah, you're right. That's I amazing. am the reason why he left. And That's I was amazing. like, and I was like, you were such a heel, Christian, such a heel. And then I said, honestly, I said, I use I used to work for uh, Yuck Yucks, and I felt like I was being disrespected, and I decided I was gonna leave Yuck Yucks and try to make it on my own to see if I could do it on my own without having to have that company behind me, and I said, and that was inspired by you when you left the WWE and you went out in the Indies and TNA and you did it on your own, and I said. You actually, I said, I know I sound like that girl from the Bret Hart movie. Bret actually inspired me to go back to school. You know, like, yeah. but Christian inspired me. If he had the courage to leave the WWE to go and fucking wrestle wherever else and look at how his career's turned out, yeah, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't know if he is or not, but he should be. I think, uh, I think he is for tag team, or if not, he will be. But, yeah. you know, anyways. It was great meeting Christian. So those two were great, but the number, number one two. person I number met. Number one. Who's number one? Number Oh, honorable mention was Deborah. I got to say honorable mention was Deborah because I had a WWE magazine with her holding puppies in front of her puppies. Yeah, those and, were sticky pages, and, eh, Casey? No, it was a cover. <laughs> it was a cover. <laughs> so, she's, so she looks at the, I said, I didn't know if this was okay to bring to get an autograph from you. I said, yeah. but I said, if you don't want to, I understand. I will. I'll get something else autographed. And I pulled it out. And she goes, Oh no, this is fine. She goes, Those puppies are probably dead by now. And I thought she meant she had her implants out. I didn't realize she was actually ah! talking the actual the puppies. Yeah. So when I got a picture with her, she looks great. Um, it was great reconnecting with people that have been on the show. It was yeah. great reconnecting with uh, with with Ted DiBiase. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who hasn't been on the show, but I've toured with him lots. Uh, Colt Cabana went and finally met him in person and talked to him. Yeah. That was great. Uh, you know, it was Good old Colt Cabana. Oh, it was so much fun. But number one was uh, the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man was so entertaining. Uh, you know, we he started telling us like Matt McCarthy asked every wrestler, "What's your favorite movie?" You know, uh, I think Rick's is three thousand miles to Graceland for sure. Who's Hoggies? 
No, yeah. Honkies is no. Uh, Pulp Fiction because okay. it reminds him of wrestling. Because it reminds him of the underbelly, underseedy business of wrestling. And then he goes also casino because it also reminds you of wrestling the way they take people out, you know. And he goes, and both of them remind him of Marty Jannetty, who's a mess. And then he just talked, told us a story about Marty Jannetty up and being on uh, codeine and boozing. And then something had to do with Seamus and, and McIntyre when they were like 16 years old. Like they reminded Honky Tonk about this. And he was just a mess. And oh, wow. it was this crazy story. But I told him, I said, when I was a kid, um, I could do all your dance moves. And I said, and one, and I said, in this dance move, where he does, he he goes, he does one arm going one way, one arm going the other way, and they're both going behind his back, like in an S. Yeah. I said, yeah. I never realized until I was watching Saturday Night's main event that um, you you were your thumbs were pointing at the back of your outfit that said the Honky Tonk Man. So I never realized that you were. I just thought it was a dance move. I didn't know you were pointing at the honky tonk man until like maybe a month ago, and then he's <laughs> like, he's like, that's the old double hitchhike, two thumbs. He's like, uh, I love that. He goes, he goes, he goes. Bobby Heenan used to call it the old double hitchhike. He goes, uh, he goes. I stole that. I stole that off of Jimmy Valiant, the boogie woogie man. And he goes, uh, the way it works is uh, the 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 top knife is going in your back, and the bottom knife is shooting up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he goes, and, that, and that's why Bobby called it the double hitchhike. And then every now and again on Saturday Night Main Event, I'd do it, and you'd hear Bobby Heenan in the commentary say, "There's Honky doing a double hitchhike," even though nobody knew what it fucking meant. It's like <laughs> it was so great. He was so that's great, generous with his time. Great pitcher. Uh, he still looks good, uh, even when he's being nice. He's still talking shit about other wrestlers. Uh, you know, it's. So funny, but then there's like, you know, like, so Bo Dallas took our table one day. We came in on the third day, and fucking Oscar from Men on a Mission was sitting there, and we walked up to him, and he has all of his gimmicks on the table, and Matt McCarthy goes, uh, he goes, hey, you want an autograph? He goes, no, I want you to get the fuck out of our table. So, because we had our fucking banner, We Watch Wrestling, was on the, the thing, Oh man, it was just so funny. I got pictures with okay, so I got pictures with the following people and autographs from the following people. That's amazing. I got pictures. Uh, I got Aaron Anderson uh, autograph yep. and a picture, professional done picture with uh, Tully and Arn, who are my second favorite tag team of all time, the Brainbusters. Uh, I got uh, Vince and I got a picture with Brett. Uh, Matt McCarthy and I got pictures with the Steiner brothers. Uh, <laughs> Asked Big Papa Pump what his favorite movie was. Uh, he yeah. said Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, he was the only one that said a porn title. Of course. Uh, I, uh, Holla if you hear me. I actually said to Big Papa Pump, I just said to him before I left, I said, I love you, Big Papa. And then I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize how horrible that sounds till it came out of my mouth. And I said, but I meant every minute of it. And he laughed. Yeah. I'll let you come in mine. <laughs> no, no, that—that's what Buff Bagwell's for. No, and Buff Bagwell was walking all around with the cane and the hat gimmick. Fucking, whenever you saw the boogeyman, 
He was fully gimmicked up. Like, we got a picture with him. He's like, any of you want her hold the worms? No, we don't want no. worms. So no. he had the clock. He had the staff. He had everything. The four of us got a picture with him. Uh, Ric Flair, we went to Ric Flair. His favorite movie of all time was uh, was The Outlaw, Josie, Josie, uh, Josie Vance. Is that it, I think? I, I, I think so, but uh, he was there. Um, the wrestling matches were crazy. Uh, Adam Cole, baby, was there. Oh, Casey got a picture with the Iconics. Iconic! Did you? Oh, boy. I love, you know I love Peyton Royce. Uh, Billy, I got a card signed by Peyton Royce. Card signed by Christian. Card signed by Honky Tonk. Card signed by the Steiners. Card signed by... Who else am I forgetting? Somebody else, but it'll come back to me eventually. Yeah. Um, but it was just... It was just such a, a fun time. Uh, I went to meet Jerry Lawler, who was at the top of my list, and he was leaving because he had to go study to get ready for the WrestleMania broadcast. So I didn't get to meet Lawler, but I'm going to Mania next year. There's no doubt in my mind. Now that I've been yeah. to one, I got and the next one's in LA. Like, look at my theory is, and I knew Roman was going to win, even though I wanted Brock yeah. to win, because they're, next year it's going to be Roman and The Rock guaranteed it's the, that's what they're talking about right i don't doubt it I and mean, that would be great uh i think that would be fantastic uh and hopefully i can also go to that wrestlemania and then maybe we can do some shows go down there and raise some hell baby we will see about that uh so so the first night there was a crazy card at the at the at the hotel um some of the matches were like john morrison wrestled uh Talia Valkyrie, his wife, uh, and the, it was a no-holds-barred match, and the loser had to do the dishes. So it was this crazy, hardcore, them beating the shit out of each other with everything out of the kitchen, like cookie sheets and kitchen sink amazing. and bottle crashing, and it was insane. Uh, they had a I'd main... i to see a kitchen sink with a kitchen sink. Oh, they it was crazy. They had one match where... Uh, the Rock and Roll Express were in it, and Enzo Amore was in it, and Fandango was in it, and uh, who else? Barry Horowitz was in it, and, ah! and Josh Alexander was in it, and uh, I can't even remember who else was on the. Colt Cabana was in it. Uh, one of these Japanese hey. wrestling wrestlers was in it, and he was he was splurting like spewing blood mist everywhere, and apparently it was only supposed to happen once. But he took like four blood capsules and did it four times. And I ended up with blood on my jeans, on my shirt. Crazy. Craziness. Um, yeah. I, I, as you're watching this match, though, you're looking around the room. And there is a uh, uh, Tawny Storm is across the hall, is across the room. I can see Peyton Royce. And she's talking to... Uh, Scott uh, Demore from Impact Wrestling, who I always mm -hmm. say Scott DeLess, whatever. Um, whatever, I don't care about you. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Britt Baker are hanging out. Then Adam Cole comes down. You see them all schmoozing. We walk by the bar, and everybody's in the bar hanging out. Ron Simmons is with the Godfather, and 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 uh, oh man, it was just so cool just seeing so many wrestlers, and it was so much fun. And each day there was a different adventure, different autographs to get. 
uh, different shows to go to. We went to the Ring of Honor show. I didn't even know it was a pay-per-view. I didn't know it was a pay-per-view, but we went to a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. We had front row seats. The best match of the whole weekend was there. The Revival against the Briscoes. And and here, I do not understand why AEW does not want to hold on to the Briscoes. Like, they're they're going to end up an impact. The no, Island of Misfit Toys. I don't, I don't know. They they might just stick around and do Ring of Honor stuff. I don't think they're letting them do that. That's why they lost the fucking titles to FTR. Uh, maybe. You know, it's bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. And uh and and but but FTR versus the Briscoes, best match of the weekend. Best match of the weekend. Uh the Young Bucks. Look, I got there was they were selling hats, t shirts, DVDs on clearance. You could get three DVDs for five bucks. So in my three and, and my three DVDs, I got like technically uh, three, six. I got seven, eight DVDs for five bucks technically, because they're packages. Perfect. Um, a lot of Toronto shows I got. I bought the Toronto shows that I was at, and uh, I also got this really kick-ass Ring of Honor hat. I like it. Five bucks. That's not bad at all. Um, also, selling the merchandise, Matt Jackson's wife, which uh, is also pretty cool. So uh, so that was all there, too. Um, then uh, we went to Ring of Honor. We went to came back. We went to uh, the Jeff Hardy thing. Oh, no, we stopped in to uh, Lucha, AAA Lucha show. So. Uh, where uh, some guy with a mask was wrestling some other guy. I can't even remember. Um, we saw Nick Gage as we're walking in, and Vince goes, uh, MDK. He's like, and then Nick Gage goes, all day, all night, and just kept walking. <laughs> it was so nice. fucking funny. Uh, there were guys you know, at the WrestleCon, like Enzo and Cass, that weren't even part of WrestleCon. But they were standing in the middle of the aisles taking pictures with people and then charging them money right there on the spot. So oh, fucking losers. Uh, Impact was there. The Good uh, Brothers were there. Everybody, like anybody who's anybody was there except for WWE people because they pulled the Steiners on the last day. Now that they're in the Hall of Fame, we're pulling you out of fucking WrestleCon. So that was uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, then we, uh, we went to some other shows and then... Uh, you know, we came up to WrestleMania at times, and uh, WrestleMania was just uh, f- from start to finish. Like that first show, like the only problem I had with the first show was I really thought they should have sp- not put both woman titles on one night. Like, because it was just like, why did they have to have both women titles on one night? I don't understand that. They yeah. cut they cut the Sheamus New Day match. Only to yeah. put it on the second night and then just make it a two minute match. What the fuck? Just get rid of it if you're not wanted. Like Yeah. Um yeah. But what did you think of WrestleMania? I honestly I like I liked it. I, I liked it. Uh I liked it a lot. Um it made me tune in to see some uh like raw and stuff, and I wasn't, you know, there's some stupid shit. But um I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Mania, man. I, I liked the celebrity segments. I thought that the matches were worked fun. They were they're great, little fun little things. 
I also thought that uh, Logan Paul was great. Was was fantastic. Yeah, like, he, he looked yeah, great, he, and yeah. they looked great. That was a really good match. He, he like they they really did a, a job well done. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was ready it was, to shit it was, all over that match. Oh, so I was dude. Like, I, I couldn't because he did a great job, man. I okay. I don't even remember. The nights are a blur to me. To be honest, yeah. because it all blurs into one. But I will say, okay, Becky versus Bianca was phenomenal. That was, that was probably the best night of the match. Fucking I mean, Bianca's match face got fucked up with that rolling fucking cannonball kick off the top rope there. Yeah, well, looks like it broke her fucking orbital bone. Man. Oh my god, crazy! Um, I'm just trying to remember the first match, the first WrestleMania match. Like first match was uh, the Jeepers. I don't even remember. Do you have the card? No, I have the card in front of me though. Um, WrestleMania. Well, I will say this: the next day, I I wore my uh, KO shirt with the yeah. uh, Canadian flag on it and the KO, yeah. and I wore that to a Texas barbecue place. But I also had my shorts on with knee braces on both knees uh, so i went into this barbecue place and the guy behind the counter goes do you not like texas and i was like why would you say that and then i looked down and i'm like oh because uh, kevin owens made fun of texas last night like yeah i hate your piece of shit town <laughs> look at kevin owens fucking fantastic like and like I'm sitting with guys that used to watch Kevin Owens wrestle in PWG in 2012. They're like, if I if we said 2012, that 10 years from now, he's going to headline WrestleMania with fucking Stone Cold, you would have said, get the fuck out of here. So, uh, here's the card. I got the card now. Okay. Way. Who was the first match? First match was the Usos. Oh, that was Shinsuke. A, yes. Boogs. Boogs really hurt himself. Tore his quad. Really yep. sucked. But yeah. great match. That I was a great that. Street Profits. Yeah, that was a great match. Usos had to win because yeah. they had to make the bloodline even tighter. So that was a good match. What else did we have? What was after that? After that, we had McIntyre uh, versus Corbin. Oh, fuck that. So I fucking hate Baron Corbin. And yeah. you know what, McIntyre? It was a good, it was okay I hated when he cut the rope at the end of the match because it just wasted time. Like, there was a lot of wasting time, you know? Yeah, there's so many videos that they played. I was like, you know, if you took all this video package out, you could probably just do this all in one night. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Like, I'm looking at the run times, too. I can see the run times. Yeah. And you definitely could. Oh. You had no commercials. Okay, after I give you the matches, I'll tell you the times. Yeah. So the first match was 6 minutes, 55 seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, McIntyre Corbin was eight minutes thirty five seconds. Seems then we got longer. to the th- then yeah then we got to the third match which was the Miz and Logan Paul that was being the Mysterios that was eleven fifteen yeah so we're still under we're we're about a half hour you know what I mean? if this was AEW the first match would have been twenty five minutes yeah, exactly. the second match would have been fifteen minutes the third match would have been fourteen minutes anyways go on there, there would have been one squash yeah <laughs> uh, the fourth match was. Bel Air and Lynch. Yeah. That that went for almost 20. That great. Great match. Great yeah. match. And then we had the debut of the returning Cody Rhodes. That was the How biggest, did that? How was that? That was the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. Big well, up and up until that point. 
up until that yeah. point, biggest pop. I did not under I did not could not believe how crazy maybe it's because we're in Texas, but Cody's not from Texas. He's from fucking Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. But maybe I don't know. They were selling Dusty Rhodes t shirts at the merchandise stands. So you kind of knew you kind of knew that something was up. Uh, yeah. We got a, t- a guy that works as a py- helps work the pyro. He told us at WrestleCon he saw Seth Rollins with a guy in a golf cart that had a hood pulled up over him, but he said he could see the neck, ta- neck tattoo. So he knew it was Cody. Yeah. And uh, then after seeing all the pyro used for Cody and the entrance, we're like, okay, that all makes sense. So we yeah. got a legit tip. Uh, but Cody seems to be hell bent on, you know, the funny thing is, is he's, he was a mid Carter when he left WWE and now he went back to WrestleMania to all the hoopla, but he still was in the mid card. He's an upper, (laughs) but no, he's an upper mid card now. Oh, he's the upper mid card, not the lower mid card, but still in the mid card. He's the fucking mid carder. (laughs) So, 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 uh, so Cody was in the mid card. Seth Rollins was Cody. Was a great match. It was very yeah. entertaining. Went twenty one forty. Longest match of the night. Yeah. Then next we had Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Bit of a letdown, to be honest. I was I was personally um, yeah. upset. I'll- I didn't feel like they gave Ronda enough offense. Uh, it was nowhere near as good as the match I saw at Survivor Series a couple years ago. When yeah. uh, when Charlotte was disqualified for using a kendo stick on Ronda, but I also felt there were a lot of botches in the match, and Ronda was a little sloppy. She was a little bit, yeah. But so um, that match, but it went for a long time though. It went eighteen thirty. Yeah, That's not bad. And then you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, which Kevin we did Owens not probably. know we were getting a match. Yeah, but how happy were you when they were like, "Now it's a no holds barred match." Here we go. Well, how happy were you? How 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 much did your penis grow when they said that? I definitely moved. I was okay, <laughs> but I was so set on. I didn't know how long Kevin Owens was going to talk, but when Kevin Owens came out and praised Quebec and, and and trashed Texas the way he did, and then you know when he got Stone Cold out there and, and sat him down and said, "Look." Your knees are bad, your back was bad, your neck is bad, but aside from that, you should be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah, fight? Yeah. He goes, because I came here looking for a fight, and that was so fucking great. And then they all of a sudden, they had a match, and Stone Cold at first started kicking him, and the kicks were really slow, and I was like, oh, no, this is brutal. But then he picked him up and did the fast kick. And then Kevin Owens just took some really, really great bumps and made Stone Cold look great. And I don't think Stone Cold could have did this with anyone else except for Kevin Owens and did such a great job. They killed it. That match made everybody happy. Oh, my God. Ended night one one well. Ended night one well. That was it. And then night two match first match was RK Bro versus the Street Profits Alpha and Alpha Academy. My bad. The Street Profits were not in the first match in the first one. Like I said, it's one. it's it's a bit of a haze. And you know the sad thing is, 
I wasn't even down there smoking pot. I was pot free the whole time. So the fact wow. is, 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 uh, yeah, it would have killed me. It almost killed me. <laughs> Believe me, bro. Believe me. Uh, like it was so so it was so funny so yeah a little bit of a haze so the first night match one was uh, what was the first night yeah the street profits okay bro and I, the, I'll tell you uh, first of all Hunter Hearst Helmsley coming out huge pop yeah and I guess Crazy. he retired I guess yeah. he retired because he left he his, boots, left in his the boots there yeah so retired. and then the shoosh everybody yeah, so loves the shoosh the shoosh it's is over. over. Huge. Yeah, so over. Uh, so that was great. That was a great little match. Uh, fun. The champs retained. Great. That went 11 minutes, 30 seconds. Loved it. Loved then it. Then the second match we got was uh, Big Bobby Lashley versus the giant Omos. And uh, he won. Yes, he won. But there was there was no body slam. No That's, body slam. I really thought if someone's going to slam Omos... It's got to happen at WrestleMania. Well, it's going to keep happening. I think they're going to run this program for a while because uh, what's his name left? Uh, old Bob's. Uh, MVP? MVP. Yeah. Now he's on Omas's tail now. Well, that's crazy. And, so he uh, ain't done yet. So the match was so-so. I thought it was so-so. So yeah, after that match, that. after that match was the next one was? Johnny Knoxville. Now, when Johnny Knoxville was making his way down to the ring, yeah, I said uh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, grab a bite to eat. So I yeah. left, and when I came back in, all I saw was Johnny Knoxville in a mouse trap, and I was like, "Okay, clearly I made the right decision." Now, <laughs> since 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 coming home, I watched that match. I might have made the wrong decision because that match yeah, it was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, dude. <laughs> Wee man. <laughs> Yeah, for we real. man. Oh my god, the body slam and like I have not seen a midget take that much suffering at WrestleMania since King Kong Bundy. Like it was yeah. insane. See, I think yeah, you missed you, you should have gone the match after, I think. That well, was, uh, I also missed minutes. that match cuz that match yeah. was so quick. I didn't I didn't even know what was happening. 10 minutes 50 seconds. And then we get Bush Yeah. <laughs> No, that didn't happen yet. We got Ajay Styles versus Over Zedge. Oh, yeah. That was a good match. With a 24-minute fucking match. Yeah. Great 24.05. They go 24.05. Then Sheamus and Ridge Holland come out and beat the New Day in a minute 40. Shouldn't even have had the match. Just Shouldn't even it. had the match. Scratch it. Pat McAfee then beats Austin Theory in 9 minutes 40 seconds. Fantastic. Okay. Everything about this is great. And this is what yeah. I love about Pat McAfee. He's a self-made millionaire. He's worth over $250 million. He wants to be in the WWE because he wants to be in the WWE. He yeah. is there because he wants to be there. And then not yeah, only that, fun. he has the WWE stars on his show, which makes that which which is more press for them because his show is huge. And um, huge, like his Brock Lesnar interview before WrestleMania was the best thing I've ever seen Brock Lesnar do. It was 40 minutes, 45 minutes of Brock Lesnar just being himself and being entertaining as fuck. Um, I love that. So, Austin Theory, this guy, I don't like him, 
but I but he's so jacked. Like his biceps are jacked, and he he looks great. And McAfee at one point he just jumped right up onto the fucking top rope. Yeah, he looked great. Like and then, and then he delivered a, a superplex. Yeah, like he he was so entertaining. And then we didn't know what was going to happen. So then and after then the Vince, match, yeah, come Vince on, Vince McMahon like... starts to tease that he's going to go in the ring and wrestle Pat McAfee. You're like. What the fuck is this all about? And then you're like, then it was funny because McMahon took off his shirt and he's wearing a black tank top, or we used to call them wife beaters, but they're not wife beaters anymore. They're just undershirts. But he's wearing a black wife beater. And so then immediately I was like, I knew it. And then I took my shirt off and I was wearing my black wife beater. And... I was like, I was ready for McMahon the whole time. But um, it was so funny. So then McMahon now is wrestling Pat McAfee. And this is insane to me. It was so insane. It was was so so insane. insane. But then what happens is Pat McAfee loses, I guess because he was exhausted. And then all of a sudden... The glass breaks. Yeah. yeah. And oh boy. Oh I'll God. tell you this. The pop on the glass breaking was way bigger the second night than it was the first night because nobody knew it was coming. Yeah. And then he walks down to the ring. And now we have from 20 years ago the the, the hottest wrestling storyline in the history of wrestling for 10 yeah. years it was austin versus McMahon, the heart the the blue collar working man against the rich billionaire owner and here we are i'm getting goosebumps talking about it here we are revisiting it and we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen we yeah. i'm just thinking oh boy mcmahon is known for getting the worst stunner the, <laughs> like the worst stunner, he comes down. He gives Austin Theory a stunner. Austin yeah. Theory flew into the fucking air. Flew. He went like thirty feet high. It felt like 30 he went feet. thirty feet high. Just, I don't understand it. He got hit with a stunner, and it's like, how do you end up on a flight to Chicago? How does that happen? <laughs> he's does going. That happen? He's going all out too. Actually, the young bucks <laughs> tweeted to Cody. I thought we were doing all out too. Um, <laughs> See, <laughs> so so the oh man, it was just so crazy. Yeah, so well, then crazy. He beats. So then Stone uh, McMahon. It, it's like a, it's 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 not the best match, but it's entertaining. And McMahon get takes the worst stunner ever. Oh god! It and it was like, like dying. And I just think so now. McFee, Pat McAfee gets in the ring, and they go to have the beers together. And I think what Stone Cold said to him is like, look, that stunner was shit on McMahon. So you're going to have to take a stunner in a couple minutes. Don't worry. I'll tell you when it's going to happen. But he yeah. wouldn't tell. So they're drinking the beers. They're having the beers. They're drinking the beers. They're on the ring ropes. They're drinking the beers. Finally, kicks him in the stomach. And, 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 and when he stuns McAfee, McAfee spews beer into the, the air. Yeah. Into the air like a fucking like, like a, a fucking, fountain. Like a fountain. 
and he takes that stunner, and then he rolls outside the ring, and then when the, the last thing we see of McAfee is him outside the ring, and he's pouring beer into his mouth, but he's out cold. Yeah, sadly sipping a beer. Oh, <laughs> so, so funny. So funny. And then awesome. Stone Cold was Austin, and that was, like you thought, that could be the end, but we still got Brock oh, versus nice Roman. Beginning. But here's the thing. That that time that all that, that, that angle took was, uh, well, they, the, the, the McMahon-Pack-McAfee match lasted a full two minutes longer than the Sheamus-New uh, Day match. Uh, the, the, that's the McMahon McAfee match. Yeah, you know that whole segment was like eight times as long to ten times as long, uh, and then it was even longer than our last match, which is uh, the Roman Reigns uh, versus the Brock Lesnar. There now, Brock Lesnar, come on now, Brock Lesnar comes down and when he does his announcement, like Paul, I never saw all the little innuend and, and like I watched it on TV afterwards, and yeah. I never really saw how great Paul Heyman was in that match because you couldn't really notice it where we were from, like yeah. the faces and the things he was saying. But when Brock came down and grabbed the mic and he's like, the cowboy, like I love cowboy Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. He is just so much fun. But look at if like apparently, like from what I've noticed, Brock has got a – there's look at Brock has a problem with the spear like he Goldberg took him out with spears in, in Survivor Series Roman's hitting him with those spears I'm like it's like he can't defend against the spear I don't know what it is it's only storyline but I don't know what it is I'd he, like to see him learn how uh, to step aside a, a triangle choke well that Kimura thing that he the Kimura he, yeah. he fucked up Roman's arm Roman tore his bicep so Roman might be out for again. a bit, uh, but but you know Bro we knew Brock was gonna lose because, like I said, they're setting up Roman versus uh, the Rock at, at WrestleMania because the Rock will probably go into the Hall of Fame next year. Uh, there'll be Roman's gonna say he's the greatest of all time of his bloodline. Mm -hmm. Well, we're gonna have to see because. Uh, the Rock can still like, oh man, it's gonna be great. And the, the the Roman's gonna hold that title for another another three sixty five. You realize that? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think he, I think he should because it took so much time to finally to get him Roman. to where he is. Yeah, and they got him right. They got to give him that San Martino kind of run. You know? Yes, I do agree with this because you know it the, fucking Roman the. Like, The Rock had to go through all the Rocky dies and Rocky sucks. It took The Rock so long to finally get over. And the same with Roman. It's like they really pushed him down our throat. They pushed him down our throat. But since Paul Heyman joined him and everything that they've been doing, the bloodline is just the best fucking angle. And you know what? It's all going to come to a head next year at WrestleMania. And I like long-term storytelling. I like yeah. it, and I think it's great. I think the WWE put on two nights of great WrestleManias, great fun, kudos, well done, uh, you know, and next year in L.A., it's only going to be bigger and better, 
And, uh, you know, I got three T-shirts from the WWE. I got one that says Dallas 316 with the smoking skull in the back. I got uh, my third Suplex City shirt uh, for Texas. Uh, now I have Texas, Los Angeles, and Toronto. Uh, I also have, um, I also bought just an, an old vintage WrestleMania logo on a gray shirt that I loved. And uh, then uh, I got a WrestleMania cup. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I bought. And I bought Matt McCarthy, the program. And uh, that was it. Uh, but all in all in all, wow, what a time. What a great day. What yeah. a great weekend for wrestling. And uh, just amazing. Just amazing. That's, yeah, it's an experience. Many is an experience. And I think if you're a wrestling fan, you got to go to at least one. Yes. You know? Like, you do yourself a favor and go to at least one. Yeah. And, and enjoy it. Like, But I'll tell you, that AT&T Stadium, it's too big for my liking. Like, way too big. It oh, doesn't, really? like... Look at I look at this. I'm like, well, fuck all this. I'd rather be in Buffalo. I'd rather go to Buffalo. I like their stadium. I know they're getting a new stadium. Oh man, I talked to Lex Luger. Three years. I said Lex Luger. I said I saw. I met you in Kingston at a Chinlock Wrestling show. And I said uh, you came up and filled in for Aaron Anderson. And he, I said, do you remember that? Do you remember? And he goes, yeah. I was like, well, you probably don't remember me coming up to you because you were wearing your Bills hat. And I said, is Josh Allen the real deal? And he starts smiling as I say this because he's a Bills fan. And I was like, and I was like, and you said, and he goes, I said, yes. I was like, you did say yes. And I also said, yes, I agree. And I was like, but look at here, look at our boy now. And we were both smiling because we're both Bills fans. I was like, next year, there's not going to be. Any 13 seconds now that we got Von Miller, I was like, we're going to the Super Bowl next year. There's no doubt in my mind. And he was like, we are. And we fucking high-fived each other. And, uh, you know, like, he loves the Bills. I love the Bills. You know, so Lex Luger and I have that bond. Uh, Bills Mafia, baby. We are, I did say Bills Mafia. Fucking right. Um I did, Aaron Anderson, I, I told him that I needed to get his autograph because I missed it when he was supposed to be in Kingston. He said that's the only show that he's ever missed. Um, so he said that uh, he was going to make it up to Jan Murphy. So, so Jan, if you're listening, Aaron Anderson, he's ready to make it up. Bring him into, chin, bring him into your next show, bud. Because Chinlock Wrestling is coming back. Um, baby. I was sad that Jimmy Hart was at the Hall of Fame, but he wasn't at WrestleCon. So I never got to see Jimmy. Um, but, uh, but you know, and the Undertaker's speech was quite the speech. Uh, but whatever. Yeah. I, he's clear to me that he's going to be a preacher or a uh, motivational speaker. Um, because he had the He's Janet, just, yeah, phenomenal. He had the Janet Jackson microphone on and was walking around the ring, like, <laughs> "Let me introduce you to Mark Calloway." <laughs> I was like, "You introduced me to him in 1997, motherfucker, when I met you." So, uh, yeah. So that's that was the mania for me, and uh, you know, and it was the food is great in that stadium. I had oh, a yeah. I had a brisket sandwich. I had chicken fingers. I had a chili dog. 
I had Ooh. a regular dog. Uh, you could just order food to your seat. Uh, That's it. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot, lot, lot of fun. So there you go. Yeah, I gotta go to another mania, man. We gotta you gotta go to Chin. You you gotta go to Greek Town on Sunday because I saw RVD and I said to RVD, I said RVD said we'll see you in Toronto and he went Greek Town. I was like, that's right. See you soon. You know, You're gonna be stoned, Robert Van Dammo. I did not. I did not drop money on on Van Dam because uh, I'm gonna get the meet and greet VIP to go to Chinlaw. I mean to go to Greek Town. Uh, I get this because I'll get some more ho- uh, more cards signed. Because yeah. you get a signature on a card, it raises the value of the card. So, oh, 100%. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So check out the TNW uh, wrestling uh, Instagram. My Instagrams are all back. I've got control of all my Instagrams, and there ain't no fucking hacker getting in because now I know the tricks. I ain't Ooh, clicking yeah. on. I ain't clicking on shit on any social Casey media site. Link. Yeah, don't ever send Casey a link. You send me a link. Shit. I just got a guy who sent me a link today. He's like, "You're not gonna believe who died," and I was like, "Why That's don't you just?" I said, "Why don't you just tell me who died, and I'll just tell you whether I'm interested or not." Because I ain't clicking on no fucking link in anywhere. Ain't no link. I'm not gonna click on any link, brother. Even if ain't you no sent, link. even if you sent me the missing link. I wouldn't click on that motherfucker. I ain't gonna double tap that. I ain't tapping on no link, baby. No fucking link. Um, <laughs> man. Ah, uh, yeah. Road dog met road dog. Also, very very nice. Nice. Very nice. We got a good. I'd like to hear that. So I'm gonna be putting up pictures all through this week of the meet and greets I did, and the, and I'm gonna be showing some of the cards. Well, the cards sure. are on. Uh, OPC. Okay, I have a card OPG. page. Well, I have a card page. It's just for cards. It's OP. No, no, no. Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put up the picture of the person and the card yeah. that's signed, so it'll be yeah. a double thing. But double talking thing. wrestling podcast. Go there to check up all the pictures, and uh, yeah, and you'll see what I experienced at WrestleMania. So. Oh, oh. WrestleMania. And if you want to hear more about this weekend, about my experience, you need to go to the We Watch Wrestling Podcast and listen to their episode this week and even sign up for their Patreon so you can get the live show where I told my Undertaker story opening up the show and there were WWE guys there that worked backstage and they loved my Undertaker story. And they said, we're going to go talk to Mark and tell him about the story. So what's the guy's name that you knew in common again? I'm like, Val Belcher. So he they were going to bring the story up with him to see if he remembered the night. or if he. Re- and so it's kind of cool that I'm like, if he has any uh, feedback about that night, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not, this story was not embellished. I told the story as is. It does not need to be embellished. You know, That's so it. they love the story. So the Undertaker story is on that podcast as well as the podcast. There was a guy walking down the street and, and we had like the, the, the patio open so they could see outside the street. So the guy yeah. that was looking in. So Matt McCarthy asked him what his favorite movie was. 
and then or whose favorite wrestler was and he said stone cold and then he said i got a stone cold tattoo on my ass then everybody's like what then the guy just came in to the he wasn't even at the show he was walking down the street then he ends up on stage and they're like can we pull down his pants to see his ass and the bartender's like no buttholes and it's like okay no buttholes so he shows us his cheek and the guy has a, a fucking tattoo of Stone Cold drinking two beers and there's a circle with like the, the Amer- with the stars in the red stripe and the blue so he's coming out of like America and he's drinking yeah. t- this tattoo is on his fucking ass oh my god it was so crazy but the podcast the podcast was great Texas is great fucking everything is great and you guys are great. You guys are great. This has been the easiest podcast that Reese has had to do. He just I had to say shit. He didn't I said have to 18 say words. Shit. <laughs> I said 18 words, but some of them were really good. But <laughs> <laughs> but next week, obviously, we're going to be back with uh, your regular AEW shit. Your all your WWE stuff you need to know. Yeah. And uh and and we're gonna have fun. Thank you for joining us on behalf of myself and Reese. Sweet where we, pizza wh- daddy. What's going on with you? Where are we going to find you? I've got uh, this week. I got nothing, baby. I'm, uh, I've got the late night session on Wednesday. Gearing up for a big show April 24th at High Buzz Dispensary in Brampton. All right. For me, uh, I will be at Levity Comedy this weekend. And then next weekend, Easter weekend, I will be in Ottawa at the Ottawa Yuck Yucks. Do you want to come and see me there? Ottawa Yuck Yucks. But if you're in my hometown, Armprior, don't drive into Ottawa because I'm coming to you the week after. Yeah, I'm playing uh, the Steakhouse. I don't even know the name of it, but it's the old Stephen Denny's. If you're from Armprior, you know where it is. It's the old John Street Pub. And it's right on John Street. It's right across from uh, the bowling alley, up from the theater. It's not hard to find. I'm going to be there the next Friday. So this week, Levity Comedy in Hamilton. Next week, I'm stoked to be playing the Ottawa Yuck Yucks. And then I'm with Yuck Yucks on tour in my hometown of Arnprior. Folks, thank you for tuning into the show. Rate, review, subscribe. Do all that jazz. And uh, on behalf of Never Sleeps Networks, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And we'll talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.